This episode is sponsored by Stuart Arango Oral Surgery. Learn more at saoralsurgeons.com and Kathy L. Wall State Farm Agency. Learn more at kathylwall.com and KidBiz and the Biz. To learn more, visit kidbizusa.com. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today we're talking pickleball. Pickleball has really blown up. It has blown up like crazy. We had on Ben Paquette a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and he is the pickleball pro at... Um, Brookhaven. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Brookhaven Country Club. <laughs> and so we were... Um, I noticed the other day that a big tournament was going on, the USA Pickleball Championship, and... I reached out to him and asked him if he'd join us today just to kind of give a recap of it. Yeah, and I'm excited to have him on because, I, you know, I, I play tennis predominantly, but I did play pickleball a couple of times because my friends have dragged me into it. And uh, I was reluctant initially because I thought it was going to go against my tennis game or... I don't know, it wasn't going to be as fun. Initially, when I saw it, it, I was in Palm Springs, and I saw older people playing it. I just had this image yeah. of it, which uh-huh. is completely wrong. Yeah, right. Because really, you know, it actually helps your tennis game in a lot of ways. And it's very fun, and it's very social. And it's not, it's for every age. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's for all skill levels. And there's just so much um, bringing people together. It does mm-hmm. a really good job with that. Like, he tells us about how uh, there was four generations out there playing together and what a good family experience that was. Yeah. So there there are courts popping up in the park cities these days, new courts in the various parks, but also like Germany Park, et cetera. But also they're taking their re, what do you call it? refurbishing the tennis courts with pickleball lines on them, which is a little upsetting to me. I got to tell you why, as a tennis player, it's very confusing when you see all those lines all over the Right. So what you're saying (laughs) is it can be either or, like they're not replacing them with pickleball courts, right? No, they put it like in the center of the tennis court. Okay, I could see how that mm-hmm. would be confusing for, for both sports. You're you like, know? is that in or out? I don't know. There are like 17 lines. <laughs> well, all I know is you're supposed to stay out of the kitchen. Yes, you're that's, supposed to stay out of the kitchen. And you guys are going to learn about that <laughs> when we talk to him. <laughs> so joining us today is Pickleball Pro from Brookhaven Country Club, Ben Paquette. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, it's been a couple of years since you've joined me on the show. And last time, of course, we were talking about Pickleball and how much it was blowing up then. And it's blowing up even more so now. You know, I think I may have said this last time, but just when I think it hits the ceiling, it just goes past that ceiling (laughs) and finds another one and then past that one. So yeah, it is continuing to blow up and it's just, it's amazing. No, it's crazy. And by the way, I have some friends at Brookhaven and they just, they play five days a week. Oh yeah, they're, maybe they're, twice they're doctors, a day. and they're there playing yeah. constantly. <laughs> no appointments for the clients. Got to play pickleball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's very addictive. It sounds like. But can you just walk us through a little bit, if there, in case there's someone out there that doesn't know what pickleball is? Yeah. So uh, pickleball is a predominantly a four-person sport. It's a two-on-two with a net. Um, the court is roughly a quarter of the size of a tennis court. You can fit about four pickleball courts on a tennis pad. Um, it's played with a, a ball that's like a wiffle ball. Um, there's uh, service boxes and there's a non-volley zone where you can't take the ball out of the air, which is referred to as the kitchen. It's very close to the net. And so it's a strategic game, kind of like tennis and ping pong and a mix of some other paddle sports. Okay, this makes sense because if you're that close to the net, because I play tennis, if you're that close to the net and you're slamming that wiffle ball, you could really do some damage. 
couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you know. Because <laughs> they're closer, you know. Yeah, you're, you're roughly, you know, 14 feet away from your opponent. And then when you reach forward and, and volley out of the air, you could be 12 feet away from each other. And some of those volleys are pretty exciting and intense, and they happen fast. So uh, protective wi- eyewear has become a discussion in the, mm-hmm. in the uh, recent times. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I first heard about pickleball in Palm Springs like 10 years ago. And I remember being like, I was playing tennis, and they pickleball courts this way. And I thought what the heck is pickleball? <laughs> and that is so not the case anymore. You know, they're taking old malls and turning them into indoor pickleball courts. For sure. I think that's yeah. genius. It's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're utilizing dead spaces and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're activating them for something that people have a demand for. So it's a, it's a good marriage. Well, one of the big draws is it appeals to all skill levels, right? Yeah, it does. It's Anyone like can play. You can be a, a social player, a competitive amateur player, or a professional player. And at the end of the day, you know, I always like to tell the story. I, I did a lesson with a family where there were four generations on the court. Oh, that's nice. A granddaughter, a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother. And all four of the ladies played. And we played games. Like, we did a lesson, then they played games. And it was competitive. Like, the great-grandmother and the granddaughter beat the mother and the grandmother. And it was a good match. It was like... Eight years old to 83 years old. Oh, wow. And that was pretty special. And I was like watching this lesson. I was like, this is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. where else in the world can you have four different people from four generations have this much fun and have some, like, competition at the same time? Mm -hmm. Very rare. Well, also, it's a very social sport. I mean, even more so than tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is very social. And I think that that's what's great about it because instead of people just going out to dinner, and eating, they are now saying, let's go as a family and play pickleball. And I think that's great. You know, it's kind sure. of like back to the 1950s where people really spent time with each other doing something. I see the exact same thing. It reminds me of block parties. Mm-hmm. Back when you knew your neighbors and it was like a potluck and you played four square like street volleyball and you kind of hung out and ate and drank and played, and played games and sports. And it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, one of the main reasons that we invited you to come today is because you're just coming off a full week of the BioFreeze USA Pickleball Championship. You have been there all day, every day. I've been following along on ESPN and on social media. That was quite the event. Yeah, it was. It was... um it was our first iteration of the national championships here in Dallas, Texas. Um, they came over from uh, California to Indian Wells. They'd been there for quite some time. Um, that contract was up, and they didn't get renewed. And so we were right place, right time, and we were able to uh, have the, the venue here at Brookhaven uh, accommodate the, the tournament. We did a roughly $6 million renovation to the club that in, invited, spent money on to get the courts ready. And then the organizations that run the tournament, the PPA and the USA Pickleball Organization, came together and um, put on a tournament with us. And we had uh, uh, seven days of amateurs and pro pickleball. And then even before that, we had uh, the Major League Pickleball for three days, which was pretty exciting, too. It's a different format, and it's a pro event. But between those 10 days, it was a it was an amazing feat. And, yeah, it was long, and we're tired. <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> yeah. And it's very noisy. You know, it's a very noisy sport. I noticed that. Like, it click, can click, be. Click, 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 click. Yeah, they're, they're starting <laughs> to talk about the technology of the balls and the paddles in certain um, cities and areas are trying to deal with that sound issue. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's so infectious. It is. It's like a ping pong machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For sure. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this short break. Finding an oral surgeon is hard enough for yourself. And when it comes to your kids, it can feel impossible. We suggest our friends at Stewart and Arango because from emergencies to wisdom teeth and everything in between, they have you covered. 
Stuart Narango are board certified with MDs who specialize in full scope oral, facial, and implant surgeries for both children and adults. Not only is their office state-of-the-art, they lead the industry with the most advanced techniques and procedures. And when it comes to safety, they are pediatric and adult advanced life support certified and use a three-day local anesthesia, which keeps you comfortable while limiting the use of opioids. Best part is, they're conveniently located at Northwest Highway and Hillcrest Avenue. So if you want the best of Big D caliber oral care, come see the friendly staff at Stuart Narango. To learn more about them or book your appointment, visit saoralsurgeons.com. That's saoralsurgeons.com. This holiday season, make it magical with KidBiz and The Biz, your one-stop shop for the coolest kids and tweens fashion. Located at Inwood Village at Lover's Lane in Inwood, KidBiz and The Biz offers the trendiest outfits from graphic tees and cozy sweatshirts to wide leg pants and soft loungewear for that ultimate comfort. And it's not just about clothes. Accessorize with colorful enamel jewelry or pick up playful toys and plush pals that guarantee smiles. Or gear up your young athletes with Under Armour or let the whole family travel in style with personalized John Hart luggage and travel accessories. And one more thing, mention the Bubble Lounge podcast for complimentary in-store monogramming on John Hart items. Celebrating over 30 years of bringing joy, Kid Biz knows how to delight your little ones this holiday season. So head on over to KidBiz on Inwood and tick off those wish lists with gifts that keep on giving. Here's to a holiday brimming with cheer from KidBiz and the Biz, where the wonder never ends. Hey, Park City's families. We all feel that pinch of rising home insurance, don't we? But there is a solution, and it's closer than you think. Meet Kathy L. Wall State Farm Agency. She's not just our trusted show sponsor. She's also the expert you need to navigate these unpredictable insurance waters. Why get lost in a maze of policies and rates? Kathy has a knack for simplifying it all. Call 214-350-2692 or stop by kathylwall.com to schedule a meeting. She's ready to review your homeowner policy and pinpoint where you could be saving more money right now. We trust Kathy wholeheartedly, and once you chat with her, you'll see why. It's not just about rates. It's about trust, expertise, and peace of mind. So don't let rising homeowner insurance costs catch you off guard. Contact Kathy L. Wall State Farm Agency now at 214 214- 350-2692 or visit kathylwall.com. With Kathy L. Wall on your side, you'll have an agent you can trust and help secure your family's future. Well, one of our uh, parks, they, they've put in a lot of pickleball courts and I hear a little bit of both. People are super excited and I think the people that live close by are maybe not so much. Yeah, you know, it, it, you're never going to please everybody. No. Um, but the the positives that the sport does and community and for relationships and, and people in general, I think far outweighs a little bit of the noise nuisance, hopefully. that's I like to think like that, at least. Sure. Well, I'm a member of Royal Oaks Country Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I have a lot of friends at Brookhaven. And um, they totally redid the club for pickleball ball yeah. courts. And they have tournaments and mm-hmm. people are just... And I was surprised at this. I have to say this. My initial reaction as a tennis player was, oh, I don't... I, it might ruin my tennis game. Right. And that is not the case at all. It is not. All my really good <laughs> tennis player friends, all of us are trying pickleball. It actually really helps you with, with volleys, mm-hmm. et cetera. And, you know, you're, you're moving around a lot more than people think. For sure. The fast twitch muscles, the hand-eye coordination, the reaction time on the volley game is definitely in, improving those doubles players in tennis that like to play at the net. Mm-hmm. And they're finding some success mm-hmm. from playing pickleball. You know, John yeah, Nisner always, yeah, John Nisner always told me it helped his volley game. Yeah. 
So there's that. Well, there's that. But it's true because I watch. I watched it the other day. I was watching on TV, and uh, you know, it, it just is such a fast moving sport. And you learn placement as well. I mean, you you really learn the placement like you would in tennis. Hundred so percent. Yeah. They actually go hand in hand. I guess is my comment. Yeah, I think they're very complementary. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of people at the club where at Brookhaven where I'm at where they when I first got there they were, yeah, maybe when I retire. I would come check out the pickleball when, yeah. you know, I bury my tennis racket in the grave. And, you know, a year later, they're like, I'm done with tennis. Wow. I'm like, no, don't be done with tennis. You don't have to be done with tennis. Just play both because they're both fun. I'm like, okay. So now they're playing both and they're just trying to manage their time because they really want to play both and they just don't have enough time in the day. So it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I feel like I didn't hear a lot about the event. Prior to it, I saw it on your your uh, Facebook or Instagram or something, mm-hmm. and I didn't really hone in, and I didn't realize how big of an event that it was. But it was insane. I think you told me there was four thousand players, yeah, twenty thousand spectators, right? Yeah, so like it was just maybe under four thousand, like thirty eight hundred or thirty nine hundred players, right, over the the seven day span, and you know, roughly three to four or five thousand people a day coming through. So over wow. the course of seven days, you're looking at twenty to thirty thousand participants. Um, hundreds of matches being played. Um, we had over eighty courts going from eight a.m. sometimes till midnight daily, where the amateurs and pros are playing, and so the amount of matches and and and. Uh, referees and uh, water bottles. It was just, the numbers are just <laughs> astronomical. Staggering. 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 Yeah. And did you guys make it a party? Like, you was know, it kind it, of like that? Was it Was it kind of, was there food served? Oh, was it, yeah. The, the Pickleball Boulevard, <laughs> the Pickleball Boulevard, we shut down a, a city street mm-hmm. and called it Pickleball Boulevard. We actually painted courts on the street for activation of just social play. We had a... Uh, uh, Casamigos out there, tequila. We had a Miller Light. We had a uh, body armor, and then we had quite a bit of food. The main lobster food truck that comes around Great. Dallas, they showed up. Oh, a couple of wow. other food trucks were there. Um, Brookhaven did an amazing job and invited it an amazing job of the VIP booth. There was a three-story building erected that took four weeks to put together that's what? being taken down right now that rivals any uh, building I've seen at a professional golf tournament. This VIP structure, uh, structure that they put up uh, had 10 cabanas for VIPs, and it had seating for like roughly maybe a thousand people and they fed them like I'm talking prime rib some days as well as gourmet tacos and breakfast it was amazing okay so question what are the varying levels I mean uh, it's not the US Open Mm -hmm. so I'm imagining the pricing is a little bit more accessible to people what was the pricing to to participate to attend so the 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 grounds pass, it was like 25 or $30 to walk around the grounds, which I thought was pretty affordable. Yeah. We had some TVs activated to watch the pro matches, and there was quite a bit of uh, pickleball to watch on the pro side um, for those for those fees. The VIP, they were anywhere from maybe $100 for the day up to like maybe 700 or so for the week. Yeah. You could buy the week. And then there was some there was some box in there that were around that 5K mark for that VIP box that would, you know, house 12 people. So it was a straight up sport, you yeah. know what I mean? They weren't they weren't holding back and mm-hmm. the the PPA and USA pickleball put on an event and there's a lot to learn from. 
and there's a lot to do better. But I think for the first year here, I think it went pretty good. It mm-hmm. looked really top-notch. I mean, I think it would rival Byron Nelson or something like that. It sounds like you had concerts out there, just nonstop entertainment along with all the pickleball. Yeah, we had uh, the Emerald City came and performed one night. We mm-hmm. had uh, Lafrique came and performed one night. Philip Phillips from American Idol, I think he uh-huh. won American Idol maybe. Yes. He came and performed one night. So they had performances. They activated that pickleball boulevard. And yeah, it was a party. It was like straight up uh, pickleball meets the state fair meets, you know, entertainment, you know, at night. And they had uh, one of those uh, drone shows in the sky. That That was so cool. I mean, it was just amazing the things that they did. Beautiful. They went all out. Mm -hmm. They really did. I want to hear a little bit more about the celebrity tournament because that's what I was watching on ESPN and I saw a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, so uh, last Tuesday night we had ESPN come out and put on the one and a half hour, two hour program with uh, PPA. We had uh, John Isner, we had Scotty Scheffler, we had Marty Turco. Um, Dirk gosh, Nowinski. We had Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have named him first, clearly. Every sport. You got the Basically, sports all the sports. And mm-hmm. then we had a, a handful of the pickleball pros. We had Ben Johns and Annalie Waters, and then Callie Smith, and then Alice, Elise Jones, and then um, maybe, uh, I think, Jay DeVille. But we had the, the pros playing each other, and then some of the pros from pickleball playing the other athletes. And it was just a really high-energy uh Exhibition, mm-hmm. basically. And, you know, Dirk's doing his thing with his reach, and then Isner's having a good time. And then, like, you have the whole argument of, you know, which is the better pickleball player. So Scotty Scheffler was there. <laughs> By the way, Scotty's gotten very good at pickleball. I have to say, I would not want to play against Nowitzki. I just <laughs> I think about when I play tennis and I see somebody standing across the court, and I'm not a very tall person, and I see them, and I'm like, Ooh. oh my gosh, he was. Gonna, they have a wingspan. Yeah. You know, I think the word wingspan. looming comes to mind because yes. he is definitely <laughs> looming and court. covering quite a bit of court. I've, <laughs> the whole I've, court. I've, play, I've been on the court when a guy like that's next to John Isner, and there's just nowhere to go with the ball. There's just <laughs> nowhere sure to go. Not. Maybe their feet, their feet actually I is was the thinking best that. place to go inside their shoulders because no, you're not going to pass them. There's just not But yeah, the event was really really amazing you know it was it was a packed crowd it was high energy they had really good footage on espn and it was just a good combination of pickleball and celebrities and it was exciting so let me walk us through what it's like if somebody comes to you and says i would like to learn to play pickleball okay so yeah it it happens 40 times a week almost people Mm -hmm. say that um what i usually say is Come on out to the club. Let's just play some pickleball, you know, uh, get a lesson started. I I usually like to ask them what their background is. Like, Mm -hmm. have they played sports? Have they not played sports? Um, Have they been in dance? Have they been in any kind of, like, athletic activity? Because I try to find a parallel for them so that their muscle memory starts to show up. But at the end of the day, it's like it's just as simple as sometimes a a 30-minute or one-hour lesson on the rules of the game, the equipment. And within 30 minutes, they're just – hitting balls and having fun. And that's the most important thing is like mm-hmm. getting out there, hitting some balls, having fun. And then you just get better with time. Do you do um, lessons outside of like, can, can non-members go to Brookhaven? Yeah. So currently um, members have uh, priority as far as like, they don't have any kind of uh, non-member fee, but non-members can come to the club and they can do a lesson um, on the inside courts or the outside courts. Um, they just call the pro shop they say, I'd like to book a lesson. I get the information from the pro shop. I have myself or one of my instructors reach out. And, yeah, they just get out there and we get them started. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I know we talked about this last time, but I want to do it again. Tell us why it's called pickleball because that is a really goofy name. Okay, so there's <laughs> there's two main schools of thought here. One is there was a dog named Pickle, and they named the sport after the dog. Um, may or may not be true. I personally don't believe that's true. Um, the more interesting story is is the family that created the sport in 1965 off the coast of Washington State. It was Bainbridge Island, and the family was very heavy into crew and rowing. And in the boathouse, the boat that was with um, all the leftover gear and kind of like tattered, it was called the pickle boat. And it was like the boat that would come in last place and it was kind of beat up. And when they created the game, they used a bunch of leftover stuff like the leftover ping pong paddles, the leftover badminton net and some wiffle balls that were in the garage. And I think the, the, the father that created it was like, we're just going to call this pickleball because it's the sport of leftover gear. I think it's a much cooler story. I think that's personally. believable. I think that's good. I always ask my friends. I ask them if they tickle the pickle. <laughs> wow. Well, that's how I ask them if they're playing pickleball. They, they might. I don't know. I mean, that's between them and the uh, pickle. I suppose it makes them laugh. <laughs> so, who were the big winners out there? Um, you know, we had the usual suspects. We had uh, Annalee, Annalee Waters and Ben Johns. They just dominate the sport at their level. Um, we had a couple of surprises where. You know, we had some new guys in the singles. We had, uh, I believe a name, his name's uh, Yame or Jame from Hawaii. And then uh, J.W. Johnson from the Florida area. They were in the men's singles, and I think J.W. ended up winning that. But Annalie Waters did her job with Catherine Parento for the, for the ladies' final, and they won. And then Ben and Annalie did their job for mixed, and then Colin and Ben did their job for men's. And so there's these top three or four players that you tend to see at the, at the top level, kind of like just like with tennis, with you know, your usual suspects. Um, but the sport's getting innovative. It's growing. There's younger people. We're slowly getting to the point where when I ask someone what your background is, they'll say their background is pickleball. Um, the, oh, as opposed to as opposed to or something, something else, yeah, uh-huh. and so that's what's going to make things really interesting. I feel like, and when when the background is pickleball, you'll see these fourteen year olds, these sixteen year olds, these twenty year olds is coming out of the woodwork that are just really good because. Mm-hmm. You know, kids learn fast, and kids get good fast, and that brain just soaks up so much. And so I've run across these 14-year-olds that are like, wow. I mean, we were learning that in our late 20s and 30s and 40s in pickleball usually, but these kids are just soaking it up. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating. Well, I I remember you had a really interesting story of how you got involved with it. Yeah. um, For me personally, it it was a health choice. An, an accidental health choice, to be honest. Uh, my father and I had a, a practice, a financial practice with insurance and finance in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, around, uh, I was the age 36, so roughly seven or eight years ago, I was uh, close to 297 pounds. Um, I was out of shape. My father was out of shape. We found out that he needed to have triple bypass. So the doctor said, let's get him in the hospital, get it done. And I just told my father, I was like, look, after this procedure, we're going to get healthy. So the day after his procedure, we got him home. We were, we were doing everything we needed to do to have him recovered. But I started going to the gym that day. And I walked in the gym to get healthy. And I heard that noise that we talked about earlier, that mm-hmm. knock, knock, knock. And I was like, what is this noise? It's not basketball. So I opened the door to the gym. And sure enough, there's these three older gentlemen playing this sport that I thought was miniature tennis with wooden paddles and a soft indoor pickleball. And they said, we need a fourth. And they beat me bad that day. I'm like, that's how it is. It was embarrassing how bad I lost. And I was like, this cannot be happening. So I went home. I got on YouTube, of course. I looked it up. I was like, 
okay, I'm going back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I kept going back and, you know, I started beating them and then they were like, okay, well, and then they started looking at how I played. And then next thing I know, I was like, I'm not going to go upstairs to the treadmill. I'm just going to do this for an hour and a half every day. Mm-hmm. And I just lost like 30 pounds just doing that. Yeah. And then one thing led to another and it turned out I had a knack for it and I was playing around the country and it just, there was this seedy underbelly of good pickleball players. If you knew the right passwords, you could find the right games and, (laughs) you know, there were no public courts at the time. So we were like, one guy's like, he had a gym at a church where they would let him use it on Sunday nights. And one guy had a church where the carpet was just uh, short enough and the floor was hard enough where we would actually move the pews and play in that actual (laughs) we played in the church because we had to find a place to play so there's all these like origin stories but i found it on accident it got me healthy and i officially quit my other career and i'm full-time in the pickleball and i run the program at brookhaven and Mm -hmm. got to 2,000 lessons a year two years in a row and had to hire some coaches so it's just blowing up it really is Mm -hmm. yeah ben where can we play in the park cities without going to a country club Well, you know, currently Williams Park has six permanent dedicated courts. I believe they have a a University of Park City's online presence where you can sign up for those courts. Um, They're they're programmed well. A lot of people use them. It's fun. A lot of energy over there. I think maybe Germany Park might have some line courts. Um, There's Prather Park, and then Abbott Park has two line courts. And Abbott Park's got the two line courts, and they've got some nets in a box that you can pull out and use. So it's getting there in the park cities, and there's a couple of places to play, really. Uh, Question. Obviously, at Brookhaven, you provide paddles. Otherwise, if you're playing in a park, you need to have a paddle. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I have a lesson at the club, I provide all the equipment they don't have any. Usually mm-hmm. within a week, they get their own, but I always provide it. But, yes, if you're going to go to any of these local, you know, public parks, you're going to want to bring your own equipment. So, usually that's the, the paddles for everybody and a couple of balls. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you wear the proper shoes. It's important to note that court shoes are really important, not, uh, like, running shoes. Like, you know, Ons and Hokas oh, okay. and Brooks are really comfortable, uh-huh. but they're made for north-south movement. So, make mm-hmm. sure that you get something that's good for that east-west because, yeah, you're going to realize that you're going to move a lot more than you thought you would. I didn't lose 100 pounds standing still. <laughs> yeah. So there's right. a lot of mobility in this sport. Well, mm-hmm. with the paddles, is there anything in particular that we should look out for? Because I feel like every clothing line is starting to produce their own paddles. You know, I, I always have this question asked to me about what gear should I buy. And it's like, you know, it's a combination of aesthetics, price point, and confidence. You know, you can spend $60 on a paddle or $360 on a paddle. It's not a bad idea to buy the $60 paddles first because what will end up happening is if you love the sport, you'll buy some better ones later, and you'll always have those when your friends come to visit and you want to play with your friends. It's always good to have a a few backups. So don't be afraid to just kind of like tiptoe into the market of the paddle because you're not going to notice a huge difference in the beginning anyway. So get that $60 paddle or a couple of those online, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, they're not going to go to waste, and you're going to end up maybe just giving one to a friend or or sharing with some other people, and then you can upgrade later. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my advice, usually. I think that's great advice. Um, I have a sister who plays in New York City, and she was trying to play tennis, but pickleball is so much more accessible, and she plays in Central Park, and it's so much fun. She walks through the park, she plays with friends, they go have dinner afterwards. It just really, I like the social aspect of it. Oh, I yeah, it, I saw how they activated those courts there. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Was that an, is that an ice rink that they activated? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's seeing, like, you know, 50 or 75 or 100 people playing pickleball. Where it's really hard to do that with tennis, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Super social. 
Okay, so I, I, I'm sold on pickleball and I have tried it. Uh, question, if people want to come to you to take a lesson from you or from your team, I always think it's great whenever you're starting a new sport to have lessons. Mm-hmm. I just do because you really learn a lot. For sure. Yeah, so how do people find you? What's the cost? You know, the best thing for them to do is just get online and call their Brookhaven uh, Country Club at the Pro Shop, and they'll just take down your request. Um, I'll I'll reach out. I'm pretty good about reaching out within 24 to 48 hours. That's always something. The customer service is big on my part. So it, whether it's me or one of my other instructors, we'll reach back out to you. It depends on if you want a private, if you want to bring your spouse, if you want to bring your family, or if you want to bring a group of ladies or guys. I can do. We can do anywhere from one to eight people. It depends on how oh. you want to slice it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the prices are varying. You can be an hour, hour and a half. So there's a lot of different numbers here, but we're just here to, to give you what you want and make sure you have a good time. So it it's a great opportunity to get a group of people together and, and dip your toe into it. But yeah, just give us a call and we'll get it figured out. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. You've shared so many great tips, good stories. We're so excited about the sport and just your involvement with it. Thank you so much. And you're an inspiration for having lost all that weight and uh, doing it with pickleball. I, I see endorsements in your future. Well, it's definitely life changing. I'm a I'm a I'm a, a big proponent of, of finding a new lease on life in your forties and I think pickleball is gonna do that and has done that for quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. Well that's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.